Could not be more pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast, Matt Damon. Are you one of those Patriot fans that takes Lee in the Jets and the butt fumbling? Scene? I made the Liberace movie this year, so that's fine. <laughs> There's some butt fumbling in that movie, a, too. Just a wee little bit. <laughs> Larry David, good to see you, sir. I think a lot of writers can be offensive coordinators. What's harder? If I could write stories, why would I be able to draw up a play? He is none other than Broadway, Joe Namath. If Mark were to get the nod, and if he played decently, if, uh, if, what a big word for only two letters, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Cannavale. I told you my Derek Jeter story. I had Yankees, Atlanta, for the World Series. Screaming, screaming, screaming. Nothing, nothing, nothing. He doesn't even look at me. Finally, last at bat, eighth <laughs> inning, yeah. Jeter comes up. Derek! Just turn around, man! Just turn around! <laughs> Finally, he like dumb. He does the thing with the weight. He's about to go up. He turns around. He looks at me. He goes, "Bro, I hear you." <laughs> Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer Rich Eisen podcast. Is your host, Rich Eisen. Hey there, everybody! It's the Rich Eisen podcast. We are in the third week of March. NFL owners meetings taking place in sunny Orlando, Florida. I am not Rich Eisen, as you probably figured out with that 10-second intro. I am Chris Brockman, at Chris Brockman on Twitter, chrisbrockman.com on the World Wide Web. Joined, as always, by Mr. Site Survey Meeting, tweet out his alarm in the morning, Chris Law, everybody. Any other plugs you want to work into that open there? That was a, a website, a, hey, a, a podcast, or not a podcast. If a, not uh, me, Twitter. who? If not now, when? Very true. Rich Eisen is on vacation in Hawaii. Aloha means goodbye, right? Mahalo, everybody. Yeah, he's uh, he's there. Sir Lawrence Abiel, right? That was uh, way back you know, in the day for a late '90s ESPN. He actually, reference. I was up in San Fran a couple weeks ago with the. Is wife. he on he's, air up there? Yeah, he's on air up there. He's the sports guy up there. That's uh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Was, and and Gary great. Miller, the old ESPN guy, is out here Local at, LA. in Los Angeles. But uh, Rich has taken some much needed time off, much deserved time off after all the work he's put in. Uh, here in the non-playing season, well, so Law and I have the reins. We have the reins, but we're going to put them to work. We're going to buzz them up. As, we are. We are going to. We are going to call them up. Yeah, hopefully uh, in about ten or so minutes. Okay, I, that is I, I confirmed. Rich on the phone from Hawaii, where hopefully he is laying by the pool or a beach or with a umbrella drink or something in his hand, not thinking about the NFL. But as we know, Rich probably is and probably has some strong opinions. Lost some news being made here. Some news, yeah, he, at, at the owner meetings. Yeah. Some news in, in, on a couple fronts. The big one, obviously, is the news from the uh, the officiating command center is going right. to now be involved in instant replay. And as we know, that's something Rich has been pounding the table, to use his own phrase, yeah. uh, in favor now, of. He did not get the Surface tablet on the field, the Microsoft <laughs> Surface tablet, the official right. sponsor. The of, official of sponsor. The um, like, like he's been pounding the table for, but that's, that's still to come. What I found interesting is this is Rule Proposal 9, and it's um, basically what they're saying is the league office is not going to make the decision on the ruling, but they will just advise the official on the field. Now, if you play devil's advocate on that, how many people are on the phone with their boss, get some advice from their boss, then go out to 22 million people and go in the complete opposite direction of that advice? <laughs> A slippery slope, perhaps. A slippery slope. Because when your review comes up and you're deciding who's going to referee those playoff games – well, in week six, you kind of went the opposite way when it looked like. Yeah. So I wonder how much that. But, uh, 
and this is actually not related to the rule change, but they're going to be doing this from a room called the Officiating Command Center in New York. It's where I just was because uh, it's where we shoot. Was that part of the site survey? That, that's where, yeah, because the show that we're shooting uh, on Tuesday of draft week is the mock draft special, and it's the one where Mayock hosts. And that's been in that command that center for the last couple of years, in the correct? Command center. Yeah, this place is unreal. They got. 44 television screens they have the ability to pull up any play instantaneously and uh while we were there last week they were working on some of the technology that's going to be implemented for the replay for this replay because obviously they now have to have instant communication to 31 nfl stadiums right um so kind of kind of heard this news a little bit before it was made made public and, oh although inside know, info jeff, jeff fisher alluded to it when we had him on sure. and, and stuff like that but I, I think it's a good thing overall a great thing um, yeah, a lot of people are worried about this, and that's what, kind of one of my concerns is lengthening the game. Like, how many things are we going to be reviewing? Like, the game is already long enough as it is, yeah. but that doesn't seem to be an issue. They're not adding challenges, but they're making more things reviewable. Is yeah, that they're, what they're what they're what they're going to do is whenever a play is challenged. Actually, when any NFL play happens now, there's already an official kind of assigned to that game in New York overseeing, grading it, flagging plays for illegal hits, for whatever it might be. Right, because later in the week, there's always a list that comes out yeah. of plays that were fined or maybe that they missed at the moment, and so guys get fined. Exactly, and they're, and they're grading the refs in real time of on course. every single play. So what they'll do is if they see a call in the field that they know is confrontational right away, They'll start watching it. They might flag over, and some of this is assumption on my part. I, don't, I haven't heard all of it, but from what I've read and spoke to them about, they'll flag over Dean or whoever else is helping out Dean to make that decision before the ref has even gotten to the hood. So it, for all intents and purposes, the ref could come to the hood, be in communication with New York, and almost have a, an opinion a little quicker because sometimes the refs are under the hood for 90 seconds. So in terms of slowing the pace of the game, this could actually expedite it a little too. Uh, also, big news. Uh, you might have seen it trending on Twitter with the No Fun League. Jimmy Graham was trending on Twitter. Uh, they banned dunking the goalposts after yeah. a touchdown. Um, I, I kind of eh, maybe going a little too far. I mean, uh, they've already banned the and the ball as a prop already. So I guess they're saying this is kind of a continuation of that with the ball being a prop, dunking over the goalposts. Uh, I think it's a little unnecessary, yeah, but be, where do you come out? I, you know, I'm a little indifferent on this one. I'm kind of, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I, I don't think it's the most innovative celebration, but it'll be interesting to hear what Rich has to say. He tweeted some stuff out. Yeah, he did. It, I had to read it twice because I'm like, wait, is he in favor of it or is he not? Well, it sounds but like he's in favor like of the ban. He's in favor of the ban. So Tony Gonzalez also tweeted out, uh, not, not in favor of the ban himself. I think he said, uh, the NFL says no more dunking over the goalpost. This one I don't understand. Looks like I got out just in time. Yeah. Well, is he is he the is he the guy that started that? I know that was his he kind of thing. He is one of the guys who started it. Yeah. And now Jimmy Graham, I think, has taken it to the whole new level. Was it in Atlanta this year where he two-handed slammed yeah. so hard he bent, tilted the? I think they had to bring out a guy with was, a, uh, a leveler. Yeah, a ladder, that, a ladder and a, and a level, but uh, we'll, we'll. Rich, obviously, I'm sure will have a, a strong opinion on that. It'll be curious to see what guys come up with for celebrations because you remember, you know, Chad used to do all the funny things with the ball as a prop. He putted it. Um, he he would dance around it. Uh, back in the day, guys would do the bob and weave. Was that the Rams? 
who would uh, yeah the, the Rams the greatest show on turf um, who would do that as well so maybe now guys will do jump shots or or layups or maybe throw it up an alley oop fake or something I, I don't know I saw a great celebration it was on some one of the shows that condenses like good internet clips but it was um it was a European uh, football game and I think it was the soccer yeah it might well, have been the, the, ja- uh, the yeah football yeah European football <laughs> okay. come on that's I'm speaking we're, their language we're in America we're gonna call it soccer. But uh, I think it was a Japanese midfielder. They did a celebration where uh, he scored a goal, and then I think he went and got the ball, and all of his teammates lined up like bowling pins, and he rolled it, and they all fell down. That's it, awesome. You know, I, I don't know if that's Remember original. Remember that, uh, that movie, The Replacements? Yeah, they, they, they had a lot of funny uh, celebrations in that as well. I think soccer players have great celebrations. If you're, if you're, like, if you're Cam Newton or someone, let's just say you make, you make good money. Would you maybe talk to your teammates before the game and be like, any fine that comes your way, I got it, let's do this as a celebration? I, I think that would be fantastic. It would Anything be. Anything to kind of – it's not about you, but it's like having fun and kind of interacting with the fans because you know the fans love that stuff. And I just think maybe we're one step away from banning the spike or – uh, you know, banning any kind of any kind of celebration whatsoever after a touchdown. A touchdown is a fun thing. Having played football myself, when you score a touchdown, you're excited. So why not let that excitement out in uh, five or ten seconds after you score? I don't see the big deal. Yeah, no, I'm kind of with you on that. Um, some other social news, I guess, that kind of made some noise during the tournament, which we haven't even really talked about. Maybe we'll talk about after we talk with, with Rich. The NCAA tournament. The NCAA tournament. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty bummed out here on a Tuesday. Yeah, I don't really have a horse in that race, but uh, I know we you're can, We can get to that in a second. But, but a thing that came out of that, which kind of made national headlines in the NFL world, was uh, the Duke-Mercer game and Falcons wide receiver Roddy White tweeting a fan. Did you see this? No. You haven't oh, heard about oh, this? Oh, no. Did he say something if Mercer wins? He, someone asked Roddy White on Twitter, who do you have winning uh, the, the tournament? And he wrote, I got Duke all the way. Okay. Some fan responded, no way Mercer's going to beat him, and then retweeted Roddy's tweet. Okay. Roddy wrote, wrote back, if that happens, I'll, I'll get you. No way that happens. If it does, I'll get you front row seats on the 50-yard line season tickets. Wow. So sure enough. Of uh, course, we all win. saw Mercer beat Duke. The kid Duke. Like, retweeted it, and then Roddy's like, is yeah. Roddy paying up? No, he's like, that That wasn't a binding oh, agreement. Oh, wow, uh, Roddy White, man. That's but terrible. I'll, I'll get him tickets to a game. So he kind of came under some, some fire. I think the guy's name was Dylan Hoyt that, uh, that w- tweeted him. Could we get Roddy White on next week to talk about this? <laughs> That's unbelievable. That's kind of like Lolo Jones. Remember, uh, uh, was it earlier this year? Oh, the guy, fan, yeah. yeah, the guy was like, oh, if this gets five 500,000 retweets, I'll go on a date with you. Yeah. And it got it. And then she backed she out. She backed out. She well, backed we, out we saw the, the complete opposite of that with the, the Texans cheerleader that went uh, to prom with right. the, the who high did school. Do it. Who right. did do it. And Michelle Beadle did the same thing. She went to prom with somebody best, as well. That's the best PR you, can, you can't uh, pay. It's, it's unbelievable. Like, he could have he spent... Maybe what twenty five hundred, three grand, bought season tickets for the guy, right? And that's cheaper than any anything you pay a publicist. Or I'm sure just you. walk into Arthur Blank's office and say, "Yo, Arthur, I kind of put my foot in my mouth, want to help a brother out," and that could be that could be remedied in no time. Crazy, unbelievable. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It kind of blew up this weekend. It was a good story, but we're getting off the rails a little. Okay, real we- real quick though, uh, your Philadelphia Eagles law have been in the news in the last few days with yeah. a disgruntled, is, he, is that fair? Wide receiver Deshaun Jackson potentially on the trading block 
Can we get some thoughts so, on that? Possibly parting with Djax. First off, I think it's a huge mistake if they if they if they part with him. He was integral to the success last year of the team. Um, even though some would argue that the, even the though, team didn't have much success. Well, also also Foles' favorite target kind of seemed to be yeah. Riley Cooper, who they locked up. Well, they're getting the Cooper season. back. Macklin's coming back on a one-year deal. Uh, I think it's a lot of misinformation out there. I think it's representatives and stuff like that floating stuff what's concerning to me is uh howie roseman his response was he's still under contract didn't deny anything i think today deshaun jackson tweeted out that he met with chip kelly being tuesday call yeah today being tuesday he called some of his teammates i mean i don't i don't want to see him go go to the jets and or or any other place he's a, he's a deep threat he's a solid receiver but who knows? I if mean, they were going to move him, would you be happy with the third-round pick that was rumored to, but, but to here's be compensated? Are you getting a third round? This is where I I don't understand sometimes trades for for picks because Deshaun Jackson is a top forty receiver in this league easily, I would say. And is your third-round pick is your third going, round pick to, going be... to be a top forty? Maybe in three and a half years. Right. But then you're 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 again you're you're, you're causing your team the here and now and. You know, the Eagles obviously went out and got Sproles. They're trying to build for now. Foles is young, but, you know, that offensive line with Kels, Peters, some guys that are getting a little older, they, they kind of are in for these next few seasons, and, and we'll see from there. But I, I would be upset to see Deshaun go. He's, he's one, of my, uh, one of my favorites. Other news from the weekend, Michael Vick to the New York Jets. And the Rex came out on Tuesday and said it's possible he could be the Jets' opening day starter. See. Chris Law, you have the floor. I, again, I was in New York uh, last week, and when a lot of this news came out, it was amazing how a lot of the Vic dogfighting stuff came back up. Because, really? Yeah, it was it was a huge story there on local news because um, obviously when when he came back into the league and was with Philly, that was a big issue for a lot of Eagles fans and season ticket holders. And now in in New York, it's now a new fan base having to kind of re-deal with that whole whole issue. And um, I was listening to. Uh, Actually, you know our friend John Hine and and uh, Gary Delabate and the guys in the Stern Show. Because n- now it's more people that are John and Gary know sports, but people that aren't as into sports now are chiming in on this on this issue because it's more of a social issue, if you will, than a than a sporting issue. I think it's a great move for the Jets. Yeah, from a um, football standpoint, uh, Vic, whether he becomes a starter or not, pushing Geno Smith. That's a good thing for your football team. The The question is, if you're not going to bring in Vic to compete and you're bringing him in to mentor, why bring in Vic? Because Vic and Geno aren't the same aren't the same type of quarterback. Vic is, you know, he, he uses his legs, although some would say he's he's a little slower. He's obviously got a rocket arm, but Geno's more of a pocket passer. Why not bring in somebody of, of a similar style to mentor? I think they're bringing him in to compete and potentially – I think so, too. I, I, I don't think Vic would have gone to a place to be a backup. I remember talking about this with some game day morning folks uh, near the end of the season this year. What is going to happen with Michael Vic? Do you think he would accept being a backup? I don't think so. So I think that he thinks he can go to New York, compete, win the job, and help ultimately help that team win. And, and at the end of the day, the pressure is 100% on Gino. It's, it's not on him. The, the bad, awful trickle-down trickle down effect of all this is Sanchez gets cut, and now my Eagles are looking at Sanchez. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? The headband could be going to the city of brotherly love. Oh, my God. Please. Well, that does work out because I have seen you wear that similar headband. Look, 
some of us are fashionable. We know what's up. Fashionable. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about my, my, my orange men. Oh, man. So, no offense to you, uh, I, I kind of saw that one coming. I mean, yeah, they could have potentially lost in the first. Just the way they were playing down the stretch, what were they? Oh, Three and gosh, five? I think we finished uh, five out of seven. We lost five out of seven. Ugh. I think we were 27 and five. After, uh, 27, uh, 20... Yeah, 27-5. Once Bayheim went berserk. After starting 25-0. You know, I said that to somebody. After the the wheels kind of came off after he got ejected during yeah. the Duke game. Yeah. That kind of seemed to be the, the you would, slide. You, you had sent me that tweet that you had predicted that we were going to lose like a half hour before the game started, and I resisted writing back <laughs> to you because I'm not going to say that I had a great feeling that we would come out on top, but... Uh, couldn't make any shots. Could have used you or me popping the, those three balls. The, the, the tournament is such a fun thing to watch, though. It's, it's, I love how you can, you can flip over. I mean, when else did you know what channel True TV is? Other than right. The, the tournament. I have no idea. And I'm there locked in on True TV for hours yeah. and flipping back and forth. And it's the thing is, like during the regular season, um, I know you're a much bigger Penn State football fan than yeah. a Penn State basketball fan, where I'm the opposite. Oh, kind we're, of, in the, we're in the CBI, man, the, the college basketball <laughs> invitational. What are you talking about? Whereas I'm the opposite, kind of Syracuse basketball is my thing uh, in lieu of Syracuse football. But so during the during the regular season, you know, you kind of only care about your conference. You kind of only care about your, your team and, and who they're playing in conference, ACC now this year for Syracuse. And so I still have an eye on the Big East. But – now, during the tournament, you find yourself watching every game, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. Like, when else during the regular season am I going to watch New Mexico play Stanford? I'm not watching that on, in January on a Wednesday, but in March, I am locked in. You're locked in. And loaded. I know who the players are, and I know what's going on, and who the coaches are. And you're right. I know what channel True TV is on Direct TV, 246. And, uh, and so, you know. It's amazing. It kind of brings everybody together. It's something to talk about at the quote-unquote water cooler on Monday. And, uh, you know, the opening two rounds are the, some of the greatest four days uh, yeah, as, as a sports fan. And what's great now is I, I, I hate the one-and-done rule in college basketball, and I don't fancy myself a diehard college basketball fan either, so I'm not going to get into all the intricacies of it. But it is awesome come tournament time when a, a team like Mercer can have you know four or five seniors that start right. and be out there, and that means more than you know a Japari Parker or a Wiggins for yeah. Kansas or one of those guys. And that that's kind of what you root for. We saw it with, uh, what was it, Florida Gulf Coast last year? Right, right, Florida Gulf Coast last year. And you've seen it with teams in the past, like George Mason goes all the way to Final Four, even Wichita State they last year. Year. To watch, man. I mean, that was one of the best games, I think, of the tournament, their game with Kentucky on, on Saturday. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I got Rich I got Rich on the line here. You We're got him? boring people with, with all this basketball talk. Let me, let me patch him through, and uh, let's get started with Rich. Let's do it. All right. Joining us on the line now is the host of this program, which is always one of, <laughs> one of the funniest things for me when he's not here. He's a call-in guest on his own show. Rich, how are yeah. you, buddy? I'm good, boys. How are my Chris's doing in my absence? As always, you know, we're holding it down here, Rich. We're doing just yeah. splendid. You know, we're, we're, we're missing you out there on the islands. I've been seeing your Instagram, some of those photos, a little jealous, if you will. Well, we haven't gotten any group text photos, which I'm feeling kind of left out. I don't know what to tell you, um, other than the fact that I'm just trying to unplug best I can and uh, recharge the batteries for the rest of the talent evaluation portion of our calendar, getting ready for the draft, taking it one sunset at a time and hoping for the best. 
How are the umbrella okay. drinks and, uh, and and coconut? I'm trying to stay away from that. I'm trying to maintain my my uh, my my physique uh, from the 40 yard dash success. I'm trying to maintain. I'm trying to just uh, keep things uh, level on vacation. So I come back uh, in my fighting weight, just as good as ever, boys. So uh, some news out of the owners' meetings this week down in Florida in Orlando. One of the things you've kind of been pounding the table on is you know getting. Um, New York involved more in the replay process, yeah. and it looks like that that's been approved. Uh, rule proposal nine. Well, yeah, I, I'm glad they did that. As you know, back when we had our uh, uh, podcast at the combine, Jeff Fisher was uh, mentioning that um, getting somebody from the New York office involved and is is one way to start this process of centralized replay. Uh, I still don't understand why they can't just have New York handle everything. Uh, I do understand that uh, they're on Sundays when there are multiple games that um, replays might crop up simultaneously at, at facilities across the country. And in that regard, maybe you have uh, somebody else that Blandino uh, has at his side who, or, who, who can handle the secondary um, or the, the other uh, replay. But uh, again, that, that may be oversimplifying what Jeff Fisher described as a very difficult process. It's not like, as he said, hockey, where um, the centralized replay essentially looks at only a handful of items. There are so many different things that can be replayed in the NFL. But that said, having somebody from New York uh, on the other end of the line, sort of a phone-a-friend situation and who wants to be a millionaire football style, right. I think is a great idea. Uh, things like uh, Jeff Triplett calling um, – touchdowns out of guys who have clearly uh, fumbled the ball uh, prior to reaching the end zone like happened uh, I guess with the Bengals last year I think those situations go away and the this will potentially eliminate those um, press releases we see on Tuesday and Wednesday frequently from the league saying a mistake was made during a game and they regret errors and things of that nature. Now it's a real-time involvement of the NFL front office. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, what I, what I find interesting is a lot of people think this might slow down the game, but uh, what they're saying is whereas it takes time for the ref to start reviewing a play, in real time New York is always reviewing every play. They have someone assigned to each game. So they'll start looking at the replay while the ref is talking to the coach, while he's walking over to the hood, and they'll be able to, to, to be in communication as soon as the ref throws on the headset, advise them on what to look for in the play, but the ref still on the field ultimately has the, the, the final ruling. Yeah, I know, because the coaches, again, and, and I, that's why I asked Jeff Fisher, I'm like, why do coaches need to have a face-to-face um, discussion with the person who's, who's, who's seen the play and made the decision? Uh, many coaches have told me that, that there is an ebb and flow to a game and a, and a, and a an emotional element to a game that uh, they want uh, the eyes and ears of whoever's making the decision to be in that environment. And, um, again, I don't understand it, but listen, uh, the fact that Blandino is just one phone call away in the situation that, that you've described, Chris, um, that, 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 Blandino could be called over like asking uh, a supervisor to come on the phone when you have customer service issues. Uh, I think it's a great idea and a great step in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. And then, sure. You know, uh, you know the, the dunking of the goalpost. Yeah, you know, let's get to that. Heat on Twitter for me basically saying... A lot of no fun uh, league tweets today. No, I mean no fun league. Who, seriously, who watches the game? 
to see somebody dunk over a goalpost. I mean, it's ridiculous. And it, 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 seriously, it's like it's like the slam dunk in basketball, like the slam dunk contest. People are yawning over it now. So what? So people dunk over it. When, when Tony Gonzalez did it, it was something new. It's now 2014. Who cares? And if somebody is going – and we talk about delaying the game with replay and making things more and more uh, stretched out in the game, that the game takes too long, we're stopping it too much – when somebody proves that he can stop a game by dunking a goalpost, forcing stadium operations to come out with a ladder and a level, like somebody running off the Home Depot to get the equipment to put the, the, the uprights back straight, it's time to do something about it. You know, and, and I know this sounds like no fun league and, and you're, you know, you're, you know. Well, I, you, you sound like Clint Eastwood. Well, get off my well, lawn. Well, well, listen, that, that may sound like that, but, you know, when you're in a position of responsibility, Okay, uh, Brockman, as we've discussed, you know, being a father, you know how many times, you know, I say to my kid, you know, don't do this, don't do that. And he looks at me like, why can't you let me have fun? Right? <laughs> right. But when you have a situation where somebody can take one paw and pull down a goalpost to a point where it is now off its moorings, what happens if somebody bigger and stronger rips the damn thing down? And the thing comes down and hits somebody in the head. You really think that could happen, though? Why, why not? Why not? Why not? Now, you could sit here and say, well, you should secure it better. Things happen. Things happen. Right? I just so think, it, I mean, it, it's a slippery somebody celebration proved, somebody slope. Proved that, that, somebody proved that it, it, it got knocked loose. What's the big deal? I think what they should have done is just what Corolla suggested. Yeah. And, 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 and or what the Patriots came up with. We're going to have Corolla on next week to talk about it. Um, he's already booked to come on and, and talk about this, Extending the operation. I mean, he's been talking about this for years. Well, he's been talking about raise, making, extending the uprights. The Patriots said, why don't you just raise the crossbar, which pushes the uprights as they are currently constructed further up into the air and also removes the ability of somebody to get up high enough to dunk over the crossbar. Right. For whatever reason, that was, uh, that was deemed... I guess unworkable. Yeah, I don't. And, I don't. I, didn't, um, I don't like raising the. I like raising the uprights, but not the crossbar. Well, I mean, who knows about safety issues and wind and what happens to these things if you can get them higher? I have no idea. And again, I may sound like you know a crotchety old man screaming, "Get off my lawn!" As you would put it, like is that Grand Torino reference? Grand, right there? That's a Grand Torino reference, Rich. Okay, you know, so I may sound like that. But if I'm in charge of an operation like the National Football League and I'm sitting there at home and I see what happened in Atlanta where Jimmy Graham with one big paw yanked the upright so hard that the game was delayed. Yeah, but Shaquille O'Neal once brought down the whole the whole hoop and 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 yeah, you know but, down, but that happened but that down. happened one time and yeah, they didn't also, and they didn't ban that's dunking part, that's a part of the dunking is a part of the game this is a celebratory is. act that has no i i kind of agree if it was a if it was a more entertaining celebration i maybe would be for it but you don't like think Rich you said, don't think this is like the the, ne- the next step is banning spiking the football no 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 why no, Come you, on. why exactly Come on. so why ban the dunk for something that happened one time in the history because of the league this is a this is a monstrously large piece of fiberglass that could fall down any which way. You know, you see how many people are underneath the crossbar during a football game. It's absurd how many camera people, photographers, there are fans, the thing could go back. I know there's netting, but who knows? You've got to be kidding me. You've already proven, as you can hear, what my, my daughter in the background, she's waking up. 
Susie sends her best, boys. Um, tell, tell Susie we said hello. We, we won't, we won't, we won't, we won't keep you much longer. No, my, my, my little girl thinks it's a, is, is against this rule. No, she's a, she's against it too. Are you standing? Are you getting worked up? Is that what woke her up? I, it's possible. It's possible. It. Um, but long story short is, yes, the NFL is going to take hits for being the no-fun league. I'm getting tweets saying, you know, uh, that that I'm an old man and I'm out of touch. You know, why don't you just make sure that the the uprights are straight? Whatever. The NFL has broad shoulders and a thick skin, but they are of course are, are, uh, an operation that has to think about things like liability and things that you know that aren't very fun. But uh, to me, again, you know, we talk about well, you can't have more plays replayed because it's going to extend the game. I think that's fallacious because if you just make more more uh, plays replayed, it doesn't expand the game. It would expand the game if you allowed more challenges. If you kept the challenges the same, it's not going to lengthen the game. Everybody's wringing their hands over how long the game is. But if you can go ahead and delay a game five minutes because you have, uh, you have celebrated in a manner that could be uh, adjudicated out, then do it. It's enough. Who cares? Well, Who cares? My kids, my kids are five and three, right? And the little girl that just woke up, I think they're going to survive watching the NFL without seeing somebody dunk over a goalpost. I mean, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And I guess it also plays into what Mark Cuban said this week. Yeah, well, the good news you is know, we, have, league, we have 10 years left, right? Out of day or out of touch, and it's a slaughtered hog in 10 years. You know, I think it's funny him making those comments. Uh, he's the owner of a team in a league whose playoffs take two months. Well, you know, and he talks but, about saturating uh, the market. He, he he is saying something that 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 we have not we have we've heard before. Okay, there are a lot of fans who think that the league is tinkering too much. That 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 more and more uh, nights of football, more and more playoff games, more and more regular season games, anything that takes the game further away from what they have grown up as the traditional NFL fans are having a problem with. And that's why I asked the commissioner when he at the Super Bowl, I mean, what do you say in response to people who think you're tinkering too much? And he said, you know, basically, it's my job to make sure we stay current. Now, there's an argument as to maybe staying current is just to stay the course. And many fans have a legitimate question about that. So, so uh, Cuban is only is only uh, echoing sentiments that we have heard from fans. He just has a larger platform, which is my point when I tweeted out in his direction on Monday, that, listen, he is, he's built a very successful brand, mm-hmm. being the most overexposed sports owner maybe ever. Ever. Certainly since Steinbrenner, okay? So he's done a, I mean, please, Entourage, Sequel, Shark Tank, Twitter, he's got... I have the Twitter exchange right here, Rich. Social media platforms. He's he's everywhere. 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 So he's talking about, well, the NFL could be a slaughtered hog because if they go everywhere, it's against every aspect of business. You've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. He's in a very glass house throwing a stone that may appear, in many people's minds, to be a, a, a fit of jealousy because Thursday Night Football is coming to CBS on a night where TNT has owned... The NBA has owned Thursday nights for quite some time. Indeed. And that's about to be wiped off the map with some ratings that I think everybody expects is going to be through the roof. And he also said, you know, that it's in too many nights. It could be on too many nights. He suggested that um, when he initially suggested before his Facebook post that it's on too many nights. But in his Facebook post, he goes, all right, Saturday night makes sense. But after Saturday nights, what, what, what's going to prevent them from going on Friday nights against Friday night? 
high school football. Well, there's something called an antitrust, antitrust exemption yeah. <laughs> that is based on the fact that the NFL cannot play on Friday nights against high school. That was done in the Nixon administration. So the NFL is not going to expand to Friday nights. It's just now it's never going to happen. And it really doesn't do sa- Saturday while college is playing. That's after college ends in between their bowl period when those games happen. Right, and Saturday. they used to do that years ago anyway. His argument really collapsed under its own weight. But that said, he does echo a sentiment that many fans have that the NFL is doing too much, tinkering too much, getting further and further away from the NFL that they loved. And, um, you know, uh, that, that's the issue that I had with, with Cuban's comments. Okay, well, let's, let's get down to the what everyone's talking about, Rich, this open contest. Yeah. Could it be going any better right now? I think, I I think I it's love, great. I love what people have handed in already. I love it. I think this is great. Um, and laws, you, you heard on last week's podcast, we thought it would put you a little bit of a quandary because you are all about the fan interaction portion of this podcast. I you, am that I am. Rich, been, Rich, I had to turn a- down or turn up the air conditioning here in the podcast studio because law is literally broiling in his own sweat, <laughs> to use your phrase, over there on the other side of the glass. Listen, he law, is feeling law, the pressure is, right now. Is, you, have been, you have been the standard, the gold standard. You have been the, 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 the bastion of fan interactivity ever since you stepped foot into this podcast world. And now they're showing you how quickly this could be done. <laughs> now, of course, they don't have site surveys and three-hour-long, um, uh, I guess, job reviews. They don't have that. Or maybe they do. I don't know. But I like what I hear so far, and I look forward to next week. Uh, we've got a good week. We've got Ivan Reitman. Yeah, Ivan Reitman in studio. Right. Ivan Reitman uh, in studio, the director of Draft Day. Then later on in the week, we've got Corolla coming in. Uh, I have what they say in the business, soft booked. He has agreed to come on. We just need to know uh, when it's going to happen. Josh Charles, Ooh. who is in the news. So just much, a little bit of so news. So much yeah. news this weekend. Josh Charles, who is uh, the subject of the most talked about uh, shooting on a TV, CBS show since perhaps J.R. Ewing. <laughs> um, so some interesting stuff going on next week, and I, I look forward to um, – the opens and all of that stuff. Well, I, I won't make it there. I won't make it there if I don't get off the phone. Yeah, right no, now. we're we're gonna let you go. We do have one other guest potentially booked, and it's our international winner of the contest. Oh, he's, he's slated for next week as well. I, <laughs> did, I did you did you test that out? This I morning? tested Skype with him out this morning, so we chatted. So we're gonna hopefully get him on next week. Excellent. So we're good to go. We'll, we'll let you go. Winner. All right, Rich, enjoy the islands, my man. Thanks for joining. Give give the wife and kids our best. Goodbye. See you, Rich. All right. Well, there you have it, Rich uh, in Hawaii. Man, he takes the best vacations. He does have good vacations. What was the what was the uh, NFL Network ad campaign when the network first started? Being rich doesn't suck. Yeah, that was that it. Was and then I, then I, on I his blog, it it's uh, it's get get rich quick, right? Yeah, because um, he had like the Dear Mister Fantasy song, and it was like Rich in the hot tub wearing his suit. It was Rich uh, working the the ball machine passes to I forget who the receiver was. But, uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. Those, yeah. those are some great ads. Well, I, got it. I was So I'm in, I think on Friday I got to start listening to the podcast, or Thursday. I'm walking in the okay. streets of New York, and, you know, I'm figuring, like, so you maybe. So got, you got headphones in, you're walking. I, had headphones, I was actually going to the gym. I was going, I was headed to the gym. Okay. And, and uh, I'm, I'm walking, and I'm thinking, you know, they'll probably 
they'll probably get into digging me on the site survey at like the 50 minute mark or something. <laughs> so I'm not expecting it. And the first five minutes of the show is just a complete bashing, which I got to admit, I was laughing. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Look, when you're out of town law, that's a kind of our opportunity to, uh, <laughs> to but Kave had my back, you know, he, he yeah. was saying, you know, I, uh, and you know what else, you know, to everyone on Twitter, it is all in good fun. And you know, oh, that it's oh, all yeah, in yeah, good yeah. fun. No. Like some people were really, uh, I got, I got a lot really of laying into me and rich for kind of giving you a hard time about it. Yeah, no, it's all, it's all in good fun. We, we have, a, we have a good time, but, um, you know, if, if I just walk away at some point, you know, you'll know why. I'm not, not saying anything. <laughs> so how do you feel about this contest? Are you... Uh, uh, no, I'm a, I'm, a complete, I'm a complete fan of it. I will admit... That's you, a great you, idea. You did send an email. I did, uh, and you uh, did not respond. I, I may have not responded. Uh, <laughs> not intentionally. I think, uh, as you know, working here at NFL... Uh, 8,000 emails a day. About 6,000 emails come into your inbox a day. Yeah. So if, if we don't get back to, to, to people on something, it's it's always better to, to do it in person. But um, I'm, I'm a fan of it. Uh, a couple, I noticed what I liked best about hearing you guys was you're going through all this work of how, how we do it. Let's start an email account. Let's do this. Let's do that. And everything was so solid. And then you're, And then Rich is like, well, wait a minute. I don't know if we can do all this. Let's wait for Law to get back to to make sure we can get all of this done. And and uh, well, well, Law, well, you're you're kind of our fun police. Yeah. Well, so you know. we uh, you know, we throw out ideas and then we kind of check with you to see if we can legally do that. There are rules and regulations and things, but we have done it. We set up an email account. Um, it's the Eisen Podcast. So the exact same as our Twitter handle. The Eisen Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, so my original idea to just make an email yeah, account. Yeah, okay, make an email account. So if, what you should do is if you want to join the contest, uh, create your open. Uh, limit it to about 50 seconds, actually, because we're going to play for you in a little bit uh, the music to the open. Because um, if, you're, if you're cutting up your own open, you're taking sound bites from the regular show, which has no music under it. The only way to get the open to, to lay that under is for me to play it clean for you. Right, here. so we need our track that we have yeah, kind so, of branded the show. Uh, so as a matter of fact, why don't I pull that up now? Okay, great. Let's, let's play that now. It's about, it's about 50 seconds long, and then it goes into the record skip and then the uh, hello from Rich. So if you're going to submit an open, um, just take this. Uh, lay this under your open track and keep it to about 50 seconds. A couple of people have already sent in their opens. Uh, if you want to fix them, feel free to send them back in. And then also we got a couple with uh, what what you would call um, commercial music, uh, a couple of songs. Okay. Uh, we can't actually play the yeah, commercial yeah, don't music. Do that. So don't do that. Use this you, music. Yeah, use the podcast theme. Yeah, so here it is. Let me get it queued up here and, and going for you. Here's the record skip. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. 
I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. There you go. So you'll fade it out underneath that and uh, definitely definitely put that underneath your piece. Now, I'm, a f- I'm full on board for this. I think it's a great idea. Lightens my load a little. However, <clears throat> I'm still going to make my own open. Of course. But uh, in the uh, interest of, let's just put it this way. If you guys know what my open is, there's no way you're voting for it at this point. But we also don't <laughs> want to so Wait, 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 wait. So you're trying to say that people would go out of their way not to vote for you Not to so win much this people contest. as much as you and Rich. But oh, so you think we're going to hammer the table to, for people not to vote for I you. I think so. Ah, so, interesting. So here's, here's what we're going to do. Um, we obviously can't play back every submission on the show. Um, no, but we'll go through them and kind of... We will listen to kinda, every Yeah, we will definitely listen. I've listened to all the ones that have come in already. And then and then I think what we do is we go with a, a blind playback. So I will know who they are. We'll number them one through five. Um, we'll play them back for you and... I'll play them back for you and Rich uh, for the audience at home. And then we'll throw it up on, on our poll, on our blog as a poll question as to what should be the new open. Um, one of mine may be mixed in there. It may not. And and we'll see. Uh, I will say this though: we're gonna be we're gonna be uh, stingy because some of the submissions have been good, but some of them, you know, no fades, a little bit of rough cuts. So, if so you're you do want this, you want high production quality, is what you're yeah, saying? Look, if you're gonna bag on the latex salesman, the latex salesman is gonna come back knocking. So so, uh, so dust out your uh, whatever you guys got to use: GarageBand, Final Cut, uh, Avid. Am I missing one? Pro Tools. Yeah, what's the? Fr- there's a free one on uh, iTunes, or it comes with. Uh, yeah, GarageBand gr- is the Garage one that Band, comes with. Yeah. So. so, so bust out your editing skills. Remember, try to keep this to September uh, till now. And remember, there's a lot of great guests. And the funny thing is, some of the ones that have come in, uh, they all ha- kind of have the same sound. Uh, bites. A lot of them have a lot of the a same lot of them sound. Have bites. Some a, lot, sound a lot of bites. the ones that we've talked about. Right. Um, so uh, you know, go back through the archives, really find those good like hidden gem one-liners because that's what's going to make the difference and kind of push your open over the top. But I want to say thank you to everyone right off the bat from the get-go. You guys are hands down the best fans, and the fact that you're all so gung-ho about this couldn't make me and Rich and Law happier. Like you guys are awesome keep it up give us everything you got and uh this is going to be really really fun i definitely agree it's it, it, it'll be a fun thing and it'll get uh it'll get some um and plus some anytime we can put a little pressure on law i think uh i think that's you know, a good, sometimes i think he, that's you know, a good thing it doesn't hurt here's what we're also going to do uh if you're one of the finalists you'll, you'll get a prize uh we'll, we'll figure out how that's all going to go down we do have some we have, we have a little swag do we have coming some in. swag laying around yeah, a little uh little extra fundage in the budget at the end of fiscal so we got some uh some swag coming in that should be here by the end of the month and uh we'll give some out we'll, we'll do some other contests as well to distribute some of that but back to uh back to some stuff we were talking about with rich okay uh, before we we end this shebang I found the Cuban stuff, you know, I think it is interesting because there is some truth in the fact that anybody that tries to get too big eventually turns away um, either their customer base or, or whatever it might be. And I think I, I think the I, word that's been thrown around is greed. Yeah. And look, I. Which is a little I, I get, I get nervous me. whenever. Look, I remember before I worked for the league and you want to go to an NFL game and. 
for for a family of four to go to a game, it's it's expensive and it's an investment. And yeah. you start adding in concessions and stuff like that. And then the other side of it is, you know, the NBA has exp- expanded their playoffs so largely. It, it takes, as you said earlier, two months. It does. And it does. It's all. It's most of April, all of May, and part of June. It's crazy. And for Cuban to say, you know, he's concerned about the NFL like playing on so many days. Well, why does game one of an NBA playoff series start on Monday and game two isn't until Thursday in the same city? Why is the first round now seven games instead of five? It, it's insane how long the NBA playoffs yeah, take. Yeah, and that's what I don't want to see happen to the like you're talking about expanding the playoffs to seven teams where only the first overall seed gets a bye and and going from there st- stuff like that it's adding two games to the regular season. I mean, we had one of the greatest playoffs ever this past incredible some of the games this year were just out of this world and that doesn't happen and even week 17 was interesting so on that side of it as just a a fan of football that's where i I get nervous i understand the right because business side of it right of course we are league employees but above all else we're football fans yeah and we don't want to see some of these things happen either we want what's best for the game as well and i think that's what the league is trying to do and i think they're succeeding yeah, it'll be interesting, though, because when you added more games, you get to player safety and, and, and all of that and injury concerns and, you know, preseason. If you're a season ticket holder as of now, you're you're also to purchase preseason tickets. Right. And, you know, that's an, an extra add-on. And what are they going to do? Cut those preseason games down? It's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing and for someone to decide that's a few pay levels above you or I. Right, of course. And, and you know, it's kind of crazy to think about how – how the league has expanded in terms of it being a year-round sport. I know we talk about this all the time. It's not the off-season. It's the non-playing season. And it's really true because if you look at the events, there's once the playoff ends, uh, then it's the combine, and then there's a few weeks off, and then it's the draft, and then it's then it's training camp and rookie camps and mini camps, and then it's preseason again. There's no time off. There, there, there really isn't. It's a, it's a year-round sport now, and that's a development in the last 15 years. T- and so it's interesting to see where the next 15 years, 25 years are going. And I certainly disagree with Mark Cuban where he thinks it's 10 years it's going to implode on itself. But, you know, it's, it's, it's worth monitoring for sure. He's a guy who has had a lot of success building his own personal brand. And as Rich said... He is out there. He is the most public owner of a sports team aside from whom? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, the boss before he was. The, Stein, the Steinbrenners. Uh, you can't really name another sports owner who's out there that much. And yeah. so it'll be interesting to see what happens. It, it, it definitely will be. And it you just, know he's not going to let this go. And a part of me wonders how much of this is sour grapes that maybe he feels he's being uh, – froze out of becoming an NFL owner. He said, uh, actually, I, I think he was on, um, it might have been the Dan Patrick show this morning. I, I, I saw some emails come across. Uh, he said he, he couldn't afford an NFL team. That, that, that's what he said. Uh, that's crazy. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Is, he's worth over 2 or $3, 4000000000 dollars. Yeah. What do you mean he can't He did get kind of frozen out of baseball. He did get frozen out because he wanted the Pirates and the Cubs. And the Cubs, right. And uh, and, and when remember when he was rumored people really wanted him to buy the Dodgers. Personally, I'm I'm a fan of Mark Cuban. Like I, I like his energy Me when too. he brings to the table. I, I love him. I, I like that he, he'll get fined for saying what he wants and doesn't doesn't care. I and, like that he doesn't back down and he is uh he's not afraid to 
go after a cause that he believes in. But as as Rich, uh, actually, I have the I have the Twitter exchange right here uh, between Rich and Cuban. Uh, Rich tweeted: Shark Tank, Entourage sequel, NBA, Front Rows, ESPN, FS1, Twitter, Facebook, Cyberdust. Don't oversaturate yourself, Mark Cuban. Just looking out or at M Cuban. Right. So uh, Cuban uh, replied to Rich: As long as I have a fantasy real life, I'm good. And then uh, Rich replied, that you do have, sir. Many would love to slaughter that hog any day, as you know. So, Which is true. I mean, that, that's to Cuban's point that he's just living a fantasy every single day. And I don't think, I, I, I really believe, I, like having, met, having randomly ran into the guy here in Los that's Angeles tr- that's right, and hung out with him for three hours, he's not putting up a front. Every, what you see is what you get, and that's how he really is. Yeah. Huh. Well, it's interesting uh, to 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 say the least. And actually, yeah. just breaking right now, uh, Bill's owner Ralph Wilson Jr. passed away oh, at, at no. the age of ninety-five. Oh man! Uh, our condolences to the, uh, the Wilson family, Buffalo Bills fans uh, across this great nation and this great world. Um, the NFL lost a good one today. Yeah, uh, I got a, to a real uh, original. He he donated. Uh, they built a new wing to the NFL Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, and it's the Ralph Wilson Jr. wing, and it's the archive library. It's actually where we shot the Hall of Fame special in. Oh, last recall, last year's podcast TV special with, with yes. Jim Kelly, who got some more unfortunate news. More sad news. So uh, that's that's definitely sad. He's one of the founding owners yeah. and one one of the legends, really, if you will. Um, bummer, man. Oh. That's 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 yeah. no bueno. Yeah, yeah, rough week for the for the Buffalo Bills with the news of uh, Jim Kelly's cancer returning. He's undergoing surgery uh, on Thursday. That great Instagram picture his daughter uh, tweeted out with the two of them in the hospital. They were watching the basketball games. Um, certainly, you know, our thoughts and prayers with all Buffalo Bills uh, fans, organization members uh, uh, this week. Uh, you got our thoughts. So, to to recap. Some of the stuff from today, officials now are going to be in contact with New York. Yep. They'll have the review, review process. Yep. Can't touch the crossbar anymore. Can't touch Which it. Brockman's up in a tizzy about. Oh, man. Rich loves. God, my hops. Vic is a jet. Sanchez might be an eagle. Oh. Vince what Wilford, else we got? Jared, not happy. Jared Allen's still on the market. It's Jared Allen's still on the market. And uh, the news you mentioned earlier, the unfortunate news about the Bills uh, – the passing of Ralph Wilson. Yeah, Jr., that obviously is sad. Actually, a statement came in from Buffalo Bills President and CEO Russ Brandon um, saying, I just received word that Hall of Fame owner Ralph Wilson has passed away. He passed away peacefully at his home with his beautiful wife Mary and his daughters by his side. I don't have a lot of information. We had the opportunity to tell Commissioner Goodell. Had a chance to tell, he had a chance to tell the fellow owners. It's fitting. No one li- loved this league more than Ralph Wilson and his fellow, fellow owners and players. And so. actually, an email we just got some uh, some tweets uh, coming across from Andre Reed, uh, Bill's great and Hall of Famer this year. My thoughts and prayers go out to the family of Ralph C. Wilson who passed away. Hashtag great owner, father figure, AFL NFL merger. Uh, Fred Jackson just heard the news of Mr. Wilson passing. Thoughts and prayers to the Wilson family. I owe him a tremendous amount for the opportunity to be a Bill. Mr. Wilson has done a lot, not only for me, for my teammates and the entire NFL family. He'll truly be missed. And so many tweets. Jairus Bird, London Fletcher, Greg Jennings, Brandon Spikes, who's a new Buffalo Bill, coming over from the Patriots, um, Arthur Motes. Uh, Oh, there's a statement from Commissioner Roger Goodell. 
Ralph Wilson was a driving force in developing pro football into America's most popular sport. He loved the game and took a chance on a startup league in 1960. As a founding member of the American Football League, he brought his beloved Bills to western New York, and his commitment to the team's role in the community set a standard for the NFL. As a trusted advisor to his fellow league owners and the commissioner, Ralph always brought a principled and common-sense approach to issues. His lifelong loyalty to the game was instrumental in his richly deserved induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We are grateful for his many contributions to the NFL and offer our heartfelt sympathy to the Wilson family. Statement from Commissioner Roger Goodell. Yeah, he was a Hall of Fame class member of uh, 2009, two AFL championships back in 64, 65, and obviously the four-year run the Bills had in the early 90s. Pretty incredible. But um, as Rich said, uh, some guests for next week, Ivan Reitman the director of Draft Day, the movie, which they shot at last year's draft. Did you they go did. to the screening? I went to the screening last week. How was it? it I, I loved it. I thought it was it was fun. It was entertaining, suspenseful. There was like great amount of comic relief. I was surprised at how funny it was. Because when, when I... It, it's weird how when you know a subject and then you see a Hollywood adaptation of that, whether right. it be a TV show, a movie, you're always just like, that's just not how it is. Right. And th- that's what I'm going to be interested to see going I, into it. I get that way when I watch The Newsroom, which is why I stopped watching yeah. The Newsroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously with Costner, who's been in pretty much every great sports movie that, that there is, and, and Reitman with his history at Ghostbusters, Stripes, and we don't need to keep going, uh, I'm looking forward to having him in studio for that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that'll be fantastic just to pick his brain. And I, I rewatched Stripes last week. Gosh, just so good. The Ace Man, Adam Carolla, in studio as well. Nice. Do which, we know? Which should be fun. Um, and then hopefully we have our international listener on as well. Um, he, the winner of the contest, right? Yeah. Of the Super Bowl, of the, the playoff the, fantasy challenge? No, is that the, who that is? The season long weekly pick em. Oh, okay, winner. okay, okay. Yeah, so his name's Jacob. I think I, I had been saying that he was from Paris, France. Um, he was there when he originally contacted me. He's from Vienna, Austria. Oh, so, yeah. oh like, like Arnold. Yeah, like Arnold's Ar- from Austria. Exactly. Um, so that's, uh, that's all coming next week. But, uh, Brockman, anything else before we sign off? Well, I'm trying to find an international shout-out here, but uh, my mentions have been going crazy, so I, I can't. I guess I'm not, uh, I guess I'm kind of struggling trying to find one. I think I'm really just going to shout out um, uh, to the Bills Mafia and, and the Buffalo uh, community this week. Um, they're having a rough go, and so uh, they definitely need some love. Have you ever been to a game in I, Buffalo? I, I wanna, I've wanted to go to Orchard Park for a long time. I've been to Buffalo uh, once, but I've never been to a game. I've been to Buffalo many times. My roommate from college, uh, shout out to Chris Poole. He, uh, he's from Buffalo, born and bred. And so I've been there many times and went to my first Bills game uh, in 2007, uh, November, Patriots at Bills. That was during the Pats' historic run. Um, Randy Moss caught four touchdowns in the first half, and we were sitting in the second row behind the Patriots bench. Oh, wow. And it was incredible. Uh, (laughs) I love those early, uh, I guess they're early to late September games at Orchard Park where the sun is coming in and hitting hitting the stadium. The Bills have their throwbacks on, those sweet older oh, school uniforms. so good. And then on a rare occasion, you'll get the Bills in those and the Patriots in the... Uh, when the uh, red the, jerseys and the, Pat, red jersey, the Pat the Pat, Patriot. Pat the Patriot. Yeah, it's so good. It's, it doesn't get... I love those that. old AFL jerseys. All right, well, strong effort today, bud. Good Gla- stuff. Glad to have you back. We missed you, obviously. Uh, it's not the same when uh, when the team's broken up and... 
You know, as you can tell, it's not the same without Rich here. But uh, back in the saddle next week. Really excited. Get your submissions in. Submissions for, for in. Contest. One submission per person, yeah. too. We don't, we don't need multiple submissions. Theeisenpodcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Email you, it to us. You got the, you got the audio track clean. Uh, go back, like we said, go back through the last uh, several months and pick out those uh, classic one-liners. If you want to work the crab tree in there... <laughs> Be my guest. Oh, somebody did. I got one. Oh, I got, oh really? I, I got one with that in it. Yeah. That, oh, wow. That might be in there. That could be. That could be the whole open <laughs> that, itself. That's from a year and a half ago, though. We yeah, want. We yeah, want the fresh. Stuff. Let's keep it fresh. All right. For at Chris Law, and at Rich Eisen, I'm at Chris Brockman for at the Eisen Podcast. Peace out. Booyah. Stay listening. To-